Okay, what's going on, guys? And welcome to a brand new episode of Energize, brought to you by Forge Irish Stout. Ross, are you intoxicated or something? Welcome home, bud. Thanks, man. Thanks. Great to be home. Great, to, great to be back doing the podcast from the comfort of my own home, not having to worry: is my internet going to be terrible or what's going on? Uh, or will you so, be intoxicated? Or will I be intoxicated? Because I, I did like a, a daytime beer over over in Lanzarote. It was nice. So uh, no, delighted to be home. Um, Probably the only time I've had a better time than you this year, but <laughs> I like the challenge that right now, man. This is a tan off. But we're not sponsored by any fake tan companies yet, Ross. No. It's all about four stars down. The smoothest, creamiest points going in the world. When are we getting when are we going for another one? Yeah, I think we're gonna go for one soon. Now that I'm back, well, well we have to arrange that. Uh we need to go for a creamy one soon. And also uh Forge Irish Stout are looking for you to join the Forged Army at the moment. So uh, if you head over to their Instagram page there, you can become brand ambassador for Forge Irish Stout. Well, you can attempt it, you know. You'll, you'll have to look at that and see if they think you're cool enough like us. <laughs> no, if you're cooler than us, that's fine. It's not hard. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. Ross, Ross, we're into week three of The Ultimate Fighter. Uh, the last two episodes were great crack. And this one, we're back again, Ross. We are indeed, and it's it's three and zero to uh, Chandler and the vets. Um, it looks like um, the prospects are maybe biting off a lot more than they can chew. Um, this one, this one was an interesting one. The, the fact that uh, like it was the current LFA champion versus a previous LFA champion at lightweight, and I was like, all right, well, this is like for the imaginary LFA belt right here. Uh, when I was going to this one, but uh, I think the talking points of this one were. Uh, Obviously, that kid, that little entrepreneur kid, and like the art kid who like made the toys. The I think what was he using like old wrestling figures and then like yeah. painting them. I was like, uh, one of them was definitely like a Vince McMahon body with the suit. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, just I think I think head. they said one. I think they said Brock Lesnar was one of the bodies as well. Yeah, I think it was his legs or something like that, and uh, stuck it on. But I was like, geez, that like they they looked like they were bought out of the packet as opposed to sort of shitly painted and done. No, they were done brilliantly. I would have thought there'd be more figures of Connor anyway. But uh, yeah. I saw at the end there was three figures, figurines. Yeah. Like, what was the middle one with long hair? But the, the, you know what? I didn't really see that one. I saw the sort of the suit one and the one, the green UFC shorts. Yeah. That They were sort of the ones that they showed the most. But maybe we'll find that kid's Instagram and see the other ones. But... uh Oh, here, here's a question for you. You know when McGregor took out like that wad of cash? By the way, like, how big was that wad of cash, right? Do you think the kid thought he was getting all that money? Because that's what I thought when I saw his face. He, he looked like he was going to get absolute bankrolled. Oh, jeez. Um, I don't know, like, like, I don't really know that kid's background, obviously, but you yeah. would have thought seeing that amount of money at one time wouldn't be an everyday thing. But uh, I think does he, he more... does. He think every time he does a figurine now is worth four hundred dollars. <laughs> that, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, so it looked like Connor bought three in the end. Yeah, so four hundred each. Um... I, I love how how he gets how much he gets like into everything. He's like, oh yeah, and all the fists and they can move and they can do this and that and like he's like, yeah, Junior loves playing with them. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, he should have got an extra figure figurine because he's about to have another uh, another child. So congratulations, to Connor. Yeah. Fair play to him. Man, like, 
the, the McGregor clan's constantly growing. You know what I mean? So, yeah, uh, yeah it was. It, it, I also thought it was funny the way he was like, "Welcome to the UFC, kid." <laughs> yeah. It if was the like, kid was smart, if he's smart now, like what other fighter would he make next? Maybe like a uh, Sean O'Malley. I think would be good. Sean O'Malley. Uh, Adesanya. Adesanya. Yeah. Um. I think Dana. Like, <laughs> make, yeah, a Dana. make a Dana White one. <laughs> or a Bruce yeah, Buffer one. A Bruce yeah, Buffer one. Bruce Buffer. You know what? I think if they did like select amount of UFC action figures, they'd do well. Like maybe that kid not, could not do one it for everyone, but like for a few people. Yeah, but the thing is now, people tuning in like that was really cool to see that. Like, because um, mm. obviously Connor has millions of followers, so to break through there and for him to actually see your work is not an easy feat to do. So, um, th- like that, uh, other fighters might be like, do you know what? I'd like to get that kid to make me something as well, or even like wrestler. Well, there's loads of wrestlers, but maybe like mm. people that like Formula One drivers or. Uh, Connor was at the basketball recently as well, Ross. Maybe you could get, you yeah. can make a, uh, uh, what is it? Who's the fella? Nikola Jokic. Oh, Jokic, yeah. Jokic one, yeah. By the way, have you seen that fella do an interview? No. Oh, man, it's so funny and so funny. They're like, oh my God, you scored like 25 points, 15 rebounds, and like eight, eight steals or something like that. Like, only you and LeBron and Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett ever do that. How's it feel? And he goes, yeah, that's not really a big deal. And they're like, oh my God, are you going to the parade? And he's like, when's the parade? It's, oh, it's on Thursday. It's like, nah, I need to go home. You just like, whatever they say to him to try and get him like sort of hyped up for something. He's just like, nah. Who does that remind you of? Fedor. When we were trying to buzz off Fedor, it's just like, he's not getting it. He's not getting it. Don't worry yeah. about it. Don't worry about it. No, because the NBA were pushing to get uh, Tatum from the Celtics to be the next LeBron. So, um, mm. yeah, th- that really, that really yeah. didn't work out well. Yeah, and I also think like it's it's funny that like a European is now dominating the N- uh, NBA. So like that, it's that, gone, it's gone global. But it's what what you making McGregor knocking out the mask? <laughs> Do you know what? I, I was listening to the Bisping's podcast, and I actually, I don't think it's true that your man went to the hospital. I wouldn't be surprised if he did, but like, well, and what not punch? for anything serious. Like the second punch. And what punch? The second, punch. The second, the second one. one. Yeah, yeah. The second one. The second one looked like it was uh, Dan Henderson versus Bisbing two <laughs> part two. But uh, you, guess how much that fella gets paid a year? The mascot? Because uh, I looked into it afterwards. I say, I well, there'd be what eighty-two games at least. Yeah, I say around a hundred grand. No, he gets paid six hundred grand a year. I was like, man, we're in the wrong, we're in the wrong profession here, man. Yeah, we need, uh, This is now the mascot podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Six hundred grand. Jeez. Yeah, apparently the Las Vegas Knights fella gets paid the most. I was like, jeez, like, and that'd be that's, like that's, that's a lot, lower lot. tax rate as well. Yeah, your brother used to be a mascot as well, wasn't he? Was he? Did he not do a few games for Leinster? I don't, I don't actually think he did, but like, <laughs> I swear to God, I think he did. Oh, no, was, was, like... was not was not was that was that like Joe Kelly or something who did that? No, no. I thought your brother did a Leinster game before. It's, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> did you want to shout out to Leo the Lion anyway? Yeah. <laughs> if you know, you, you know. If you don't, you won't. <laughs> if you don't, you change the channel. But uh, no, but like, I'm surprised the title didn't work either on the mascot or. Uh, when uh, Connor was on tough saying, "If you have uh, like, if you feel pain, like pull it up out of your body and throw it away like a pebble." 
And then uh, I'm surprised, like, him coming up with that stuff is actually probably taking away revenue from Tyler Ross. Yeah, well, I didn't actually really think about it that way, but, like, there's definitely, there definitely is a mind over matter sort of psychology to it that, like, I do believe is true, that you, you, you can't sort of, you can't sort of do that, and if you focus on it, and then, like, between that and, like, a bit of Wim Hof breathing and stuff like that, I feel like you can definitely, like, psych yourself out of pain, and I think it is probably something that Connor's used in the past, because, obviously, when you go through a full fighting training camp like that, you know what I mean, like, there's a lot of injuries that you're going to pick up along the way that yeah it, it's one of those things where there have to be a lot of mind over matter and like you saw mcgregor when he fought poirier in the um mcgregor forever documentary that like he was got he had injuries going into a lot of the fights so it is one thing that you sort of have to overcome and like it it, it was sort of strange in the documentary well not strange but like most people when they get injured they're like oh i'm injured and then they have to rest for a while he he, he the way he was sort of describing like uh, I think it was in one of the clips I saw. It was like, oh, or maybe it was last week's episode. You know, if your arm's sore, cycle on the bike, use your legs. Or if this is sore, do that instead. You know what I mean? There's always something that you can be working on. And I was like, well, that's like such a an elite mindset to have. It is, yeah. He didn't just uh, sit in the couch. No, he didn't. Got up, got up and kept working. Well, that's why he's elite. I mean, like, it's just all the out... the extracurricular activities that he gets judged on like he did become a championship he moved like he always moved up weight was never afraid to do it all this sort of stuff i mean i, I think that stuff gets brushed under the carpet mm. a lot more now these days than ever like for instance look at amanda nunes just after retiring over the weekend champ mm. champ as well yeah it's 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 a strange one um obviously she was the opposite to a media sweetheart she did like next to no media basically for a majority of her career like you only sort of you hear more about Amanda Nunes on the broadcast than you do in any interview you really ever see. So uh, she was a bit of an enigma in that way, but obviously unbelievable talent, greatest women fighter of all time. Um, I actually think those divisions would probably grow without her now because I think they'll become more competitive. Um, like sort of the next step caliber down, I think like there's four or five women there who could all maybe potentially beat each other, and none of them probably could have beaten her. So, like, there's a lot to say. And I do feel like, like you were touching on earlier, Connor's actual accolades in the sport sometimes aren't given enough uh, credence what he actually went and done. And, like, he created this idea of people moving weight classes and fighting other other title challengers. And, like, he he is he's like a Harlem Globetrotter in a way. You know what I mean? Like, he's, he, he's one of these guys who, like, people just can't take their eyes off. And, like, they're mesmerized by him. When he gets in there and he does does do stuff that people don't normally do and he does have this sort of unique look at look at fighting like the way like he was hitting like Cerrone with the shoulder shots like he sees these techniques that other people don't see yeah do you remember he brought in the movement coach as well and like everyone was yeah everyone in dublin was it moving differently <laughs> yeah but like yeah but other fighters start getting movement coaches then being like oh what 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 is this guy doing? Yeah, but it's that extra. Out. It's that extra, like those one percent differences that make the difference. You know, what I mean, that that makes it from a champ to a champ, champ. Yeah, well, like GSP was mad for doing gymnastics back in the day. You know what I mean? Like no one else doing gymnastics, and he was the best. So, like maybe there was something to that. And obviously, when Connor brought in Edo Portal, part of I'm sure doing having movement coach. Part of it is 
gymnastic esque workouts. So what do they call it? Calisthenics, where you, you sort yeah. of just do body work, uh, body weight stuff. So like, look, there's no denying the success he's had inside and outside the cage. So like, it's just it's just cool to see him on the TV <laughs> once a week. You know, you're guaranteed to get at least like twenty minutes of him. <laughs> and forged Irish stout. And forged uh, Irish stout. Yeah, Ross, we bring it back. Uh, so in prospects going into the fight, uh, Chandler was winning two 0 and then it was Conor McGregor's team. McKenzie was taking on Chandler's Hubbard. Uh, Hubbard had previously fought in the UFC seven times. Mm. At, he's now thirty-one. Uh, McKenzie was the prospect at thirty-four years old. Ross. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think. Do you remember the fella quit on the stool? Was that Hubbard or was the Hubbard fighting that guy? I can't really recall. But okay. I don't. I don't feel like if you quit in the stool that they don't you have get, him back. I back. feel like there's a certain criteria because even Austin Hubbard. Um, had some stories about his his brother passing away. Um, and then he lost a kid as well. I think. He lost a kid as well. Yeah, and then I think something happened to Mackenzie as well. Like, like I'm not too sure. I I I, it, I can't really remember off the top of my head. But it seems like everyone has this sort of background story. I'm sure it, it makes makes me think like every fighter that was brought on, not only could you fight, but there had to be some sort of background story as well with it. Yeah, definitely. Um, Obviously, he's been through a lot. Like he was in debt. He's working for his his dad, I think it was. Um, which is uh yeah, he he actually won a fella. He fought Max Roshkop. I just looked it up there, and he, the other fella quit on the sale. So like, uh, and look, Chandler was saying he's the most well-rounded fighter in the gaff as well, which is which is a big. He was sort of all over the place. He was moving out to Denver to train. Couldn't really afford to do it, but he was doing it anyway. You know, I mean, these are the sacrifices these sort of people make. So great team get the win. I don't think you um, mentioned. I don't think you mentioned the background for both of them as well. Um, uh, no, I, I was about to touch on uh, Mackenzie there. Um, yeah. There was something about Mackenzie's mindset that I wasn't actually as as like sort of. I wasn't as confident in it. If that makes sense, like when he was sort of like, "It's okay, I lost because you all love me." Uh, that sort of thing I was a bit like well I'm pretty sure they wanted you to win like I'm pretty sure you're, you're, like the goal was for you to go out here and win and start providing for your family with, with fighting Um, I just didn't think I didn't think he wanted it as much when he was like talking about his family and stuff like that I felt like he, he was he was almost grateful to be there as opposed to trying to prove a point that like he deserved to be here and I think that touched back on episode one when Roosevelt Roberts was like look some people, when you know you've had it and you've lost it, like that hunger to get it back, and I think that really showed in this one. And I just didn't actually think Mackenzie was the level as well in the fight. I thought like his, his striking was a bit laboured at times, and like he just almost accepted losing. I thought at one stage. Do you know what? I agree with the strike. That was one thing when I was watching both of them. I was like, right, seven fight UFC vet, and and then and then uh, mm. Mackenzie was the is the LFA champion. And then when I was watching his striking in the build-up, I was just like, and he's 34, I was sort of like, it was where really is this really go? Looking. It looked yeah, like I could dodge, dodge with the punches. I was like... Well, let, let's, let's, uh, go, let's not go too far here, man. Yeah. But, I mean, the, the, the way... When he was going in then, he was actually, he actually landed some really good strikes then. So I was sort of like... I, beforehand, I didn't think he looked that good, but then he did actually land some really effective strikes. Yeah, no, definitely. He's, he's definitely unorthodox. I, I, I always sort of say, if you can... If you're very elite at striking, aka like in Israel Adesanya, it's probably easier to get good at grappling because like 
you can learn a lot of the defensive grappling, if that makes sense. But I think if you're very good at grappling, it's very hard to be like extremely good at striking because yeah. like, I feel it's more of a natural rhythm that some people have and some people don't. And I feel like Mackenzie doesn't have it. And like, I don't mean to be bad, but I don't feel like Aaron Mackenzie's ever going to get to a top UFC level. I just don't think the striking's going to evolve. And <laughs> I, I don't mean to don't mean to be that ruthless on the guy. No, this is getting edited out. This, this, that has to be edited out. Jeez. That, 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 that's the way it is, I think. What? Just don't think he's gonna get the level, man. Right, that's getting edited. I can't believe you said that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no offense, but Hubbard looked pr- like yeah. Hubbard, Hubbard looks like, get... like he already deserves to be in the UFC still. Yeah, I was like, I was like, right, that was that was good performance by him. Yeah, like Hubbard and Roosevelt, they're going to be dangerous. Yeah, definitely. Like that's that's a UFC fight when the two of them fight. Like, mm. yeah, exactly. Like, you, you know what it is? I think when this season was announced, and you actually looked at the names, and you were like, right, well, like. I fully know all these UFC vets and like I've seen them fight. It's not like they have one fight on like the undercard of a fight night and then got dropped. Like all these vets seem to have at least two or three fights minimum in the UFC. And some yeah, but way seven more. fights like and he was yeah. he's only thirty one. Now it's like no, I know where I'm putting my money on. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bring it back to the. Um... Well, well, before we fin- finish on the this week's Ultimate Fighter episode three, make sure to check it out as well. Um, only on UFC. The, oh, only, yeah, or in the Black Forge Inn, they show it every week on a Tuesday. Or um, Virgin Media now, apparently, as well at some stage. I saw that as well. Yeah, yeah. and the ESPN, but they don't sponsor yeah. us. So watch it in UFC Fight yeah. Pass and say, uh, yeah, energize Sanchez. Um, you were mentioning the striking, bring the striking in at a later, mm-hmm. like at a later age. That's why all the and but like grappling, you can prove in your grappling, grappling if you're a great striker. That's yeah. where all this like talk about Tyson Fury fighting John Jones in the UFC is all coming around. It's funny how like these sort of things can just take over your news feed for ages. It's like, is Tyson Fury really going to do this? Yeah, well, seems like a lot I'm of the media on, on Logan Paul's podcast there recently. Uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. He was just yeah. on Andrew Schultz's there the other day, and he was on with Ariel. Maybe it was on Andrew Schultz's one that he was. It, it, it definitely wasn't on Ariel's one. It was, it was on one of those ones, and he was saying that if like Tyson Fury just worked on the sprawl for like a year, he thinks Tyson Fury have a good chance of beating John Jones. <laughs> I was like, "Jeez, it's mad." Like, like, put it this way: What would be your interest in seeing them fight in MMA out of ten, and what would be your interest to see them fight in boxing out of ten? Um, Tyson Fury and John Jones. Yeah. Do you know what? The production side of the UFC is just in another. It's in it's it's in a league of its own. Um, because like I was watching, um, Teofimo Lopez against Josh Taylor on ESPN, and the production side of it like just doesn't grab your attention as much. And then, like, I think Matron do a good job. But, like, am I missing any other? No, I think, uh, I think, I, I think Matrim is the closest. But I think Matrim sort of tried to copy UFC model. Yeah. I, I think, think Eddie Hearn said that. Like, he said, like, he loves the way UFC do stuff. So, like, <sighs> yeah, so, like, Tyson Fury's fighting, like, like I, I don't think, like, like, the ring walk is all a bit, like, is a bit much. It's not the same as like when Anthony Joshua does ring walk. Like despite the fact he has far less charisma, like he's like coming out of a a podium out of the sky or something. Or you know what I mean? Like he there's far much to it. Or like uh, Storms, he's walking about doing some sort of rap 
or even Katie Taylor in the three arena, like everyone thought it was long, but like you could tell there was a lot of money put into it. I'd rather watch them box each other. Would you? Yeah, I just don't think it makes sense in in, in an MMA fight. I think I'd rather, rather watch the MMA just because we haven't seen someone of that level come over and do MMA. So, like, I'd like to see it. And I'd like to see how fast John Jones would be able to take someone like Tyson Fury down. Because obviously Tyson Fury would have a size advantage. But I think they'd have to do some sort of new weight class because I don't know if Tyson Fury could make 265 pounds. But, in, but in, he could just finish him quicker than he, than he finished at Seal Gan. And... Oh, yeah, but you probably have to pay him a bit more respect on the way in, though. So. Oh, yeah, Seal Gan's a kickboxer. Yeah. And, but... knows how to, and knows how to MMA. Well, it didn't look like it in the fight. <laughs> <laughs> no, you see a deer in headlights there. No, yeah. here, look. In fairness, in fairness whatever, if they, if they fight in any aspect, I'll, I'll watch it. And my level of interest won't be below. Of course, the you're going to watch it. Yeah, so give it to me. Give it to me. <laughs> well, in fairness, I, I, like, if I could watch John Jones fight Tyson Fury in MMA or boxing, or I could watch John Jones fight Pavel- Pavlovich, like, from a purist point of view, like, I'd love to watch him fight Pavlovich, but, like, in terms of, like, doing numbers and, like, the build up, I just don't think it would do much. Uh, yeah, do you know what? I'm just sick and tired of talking about fights that could happen. Let's talk about fights that are happening, like or else make fights. Like there's a there's a backlog yeah. of fights there. Like obviously the Connor and Chandler one. Connor was just on saying that he's going to fight in November, December. Yeah, we're we're going to find out soon exactly when that is because I can't wait to start hyping that up as if we aren't already. Mm. Um, like when's Chimaev coming back? Is he fighting Newsman? Um, I I think that one like is almost rumored too much for it not to happen. I think I thought. 294 is that the Abu Dhabi card oh my god so like, yeah. if that happens I'm, I'm, I'm all for it yeah well like I think I think after international fight week a lot more fights will then become open like uh, yeah. open like when's Adesanya coming back I want to see him back you know you know what they'll probably do that thing where they do like the press conference at international fight week with all the players yeah. for the next season that makes sense yeah. the next three or four pay for yourself. That's always something to look forward to. And I love when you get so many fighters on stage because, like, you never know where the beef's going to come from, but, like, the beef is definitely going to be there somewhere. Yeah. But, uh, Baz, do you want to talk about fights that are made? Um, why don't we start with... Um, oh, oh, hold on. Sorry, just, sorry just, just, just wrapping up on Tough then before we get into some of the Irish news. Um, next week, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson is going to be on. The, the Ultimate Fighter episode four as well, so that's going to be interesting. To show some of, some of his striking background as well, mm. um, and then um, the fight that was meant to, meant to happen last week is was it T- yeah. Timor uh, Timor Valuev? Yeah, against Wells, Trevor Wells. Against Wells, yeah. So like yeah, that. So. so I think that one is going to be a, a more exciting episode as well. Yeah. For ahead, Ross. Yeah. So uh, we sort of sat on this news for a couple of weeks and obviously got broken. Uh, last week, Sean O'Bannon has signed to the UFC. Uh, she'll make her debut at UFC uh, London, and she's going to fight Brazil. Uh, not the person, the fighter. The country. Uh, yeah, so, uh, Baz, what do you make this fight uh, for Sean O'Bannon, and how excited are you to get signed to the UFC? I'm, I'm excited, am I, for Sean to be signed to the UFC? Yeah. Unbelievably, Ross. Uh, we've had her on numerous times as as, um, as an amateur. I think, I think we... Like I'm not not hyping us up or anything, but like one of the reasons why we got signed to the UFC is because we were looking at the landscape and upcoming talent and being like, look, 
we were good at spotting talent and then when they yeah. signed us like how did you know it's just like here blame Ross but uh, <laughs> Shauna like even going through Ian's whole trajectory like we were the people that were starting putting him on loads now he's in the UFC and like we're going to talk about his fight coming up like then like Shauna the whole way through as well and now she's in the UFC like it's um, Arnold's a hotbed at the moment um, I'm a surprised I would have thought she would have fought for the Invicta title and then went. But I mean, when you're a star, you're a star and they can see it. So uh, they're all about that star power. And like, even when you're around her, you're like, she's special. So uh, I'm a surprise. No, congratulations, Paddy. Uh, I saw Chris Fields tweet out, Paddy's the first ever Irish UFC fighter to fight in the UFC and then br- uh, coach someone into the UFC as well, Ross. Yeah, incredible to see. Look, um, Paddy and Shauna have a very special relationship. Shauna is someone, like you said, we've looked at for a very long time. Um, it seems to be funny enough the catalyst for her career was obviously the birth of her son and uh, she's undefeated since he's been born and uh, we're now all living in the Mama B era uh, as she describes <laughs> it um, who like, is very, it? V- very tough opponent first time out uh, Bruno Brazil uh, her nickname is the special one but uh, she's fighting Ireland's version of the of the special one on this occasion. Um, you know, it's a bit of a, a baptism by fire for her. But like, I think she'll cherish the moment. I don't think the moment will get to her. I think she'll love the walkout. I think she'll, you know, really soak it all in. And look, like this this one seems to be a bit of a striker's delight. And Bruno Brazil actually got finished by strikes in her last fight. So uh, that's something that would Chana will definitely be looking at. And look, she's over there. She's training in uh, next gen as well with Molly McCann I'm sure she probably gets a few rounds in with Liam McCourt um, she, she trains with the likes of Nadine Abbissa and uh, Sarah Carney over here and a, a load of lads at a hula martial arts just a bit of striking in um, DCA with uh, Connie Mann as well so like look she's getting in the work She's she seems to be one of the hardest workers uh, in the country she seems to put everything on point like her, her, her food and all seems to always be on point her her training seems to be on point. So look, look, I'm excited to see um how it goes for her. And I'm excited to follow her trajectory. Like she, like she said, like you know, what I mean, um, I think she said on Pete's podcast about halfway through that she's uh she's not here just to, like make up the numbers. Like she's here to become champion, and that's something that she's dreamed of for a long time. And look, she's been competing her whole life. I think she's twenty odd years of combat sports experience. So. Look, she, she's definitely one to keep an eye on for those who don't know her already. Oh, definitely, like definitely. I I think there's going to be a massive boom. She can uh, she can ignite that fire because obviously, like only on yourself, Ian and Connor are in the UFC, and Connor's the globe trotter, as you said, and uh, Ian's living. I think they, I think he's moved to, moving to Brazil, I suppose. Yeah, uh, and then like Shauna's like living in Dublin. So I yeah. mean, she's a she's a star. She's an absolute yeah. star. Like it's it's like undeniable yeah and then um, speaking of Ian Gary Ian Gary is, it's announced he's going to fight in Boston UFC 292 um, the perfect place to put him and he's going to fight against Jeff Neal we were saying Neil Magny even though Neil Magny has a fight book but uh, he's fighting the other Neil Jeff Neal um, Jeff Neal I think did he lose the last fight to Shavka but then yeah. the fight before he beat Vincente Luque which is interesting because they're both obviously uh, Killcliffe uh, fighters or have trained heavily out of there and uh, obviously that's where Ian's sort of main gym is. So uh, it's interesting that this will be a, a third fight time in a row that Jeff Neal's fighting someone from Killcliffe. So I'm sure Ian will get a, a load of tips and uh, and um, sort of looks in from those guys. And who knows, maybe uh, Ian helped those guys prepare for Jeff Neal last time out and, you know, has studied Jeff Neal for a while. 
Yeah, I think going into his last fight against Daniel Rodriguez, I was sort of like, oh, this could be 50-50. But like, after watching the fight, it was it, like, I couldn't believe I even thought Daniel Rodriguez had a 50% chance in this because Ian absolutely blew him out of the water. And then after watching Jeff Neal getting savaged by um, uh, Shavkat Rachmanov, I think Ian is on another level to Jeff Neal as well. So in an ideal world, Ian cleans out Jeff Neal gets on the mic and says it's time to go back to Dublin we get a UC Dublin in January potentially yeah exactly and I think I think it'll work out perfect Sean fighting in July Ian fighting in uh, in August. August like like we should definitely get a Dublin either in January or why not why not get a fight night in December like yeah why not like December like a... December schedule is not fully booked Let, let's get one there yeah but um, look great great um week for Irish MMA great 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 bit of news coming out there uh, and hopefully we'll see the others follow soon like you're almost uh, sick of beating the drum about like a Reese McKee Kane Lacran and uh, Paul Hughes over and over again each week but look it has to be said those guys are next and uh, of course Danny McCormack as well uh, I'm sure seeing Sean get signed was probably bittersweet yeah. for her but at the end of the day like, I'd still say Kiefer Cosby as well oh Kiefer of course yeah no, definitely especially after seeing uh Cowboy Oliveira get a win at Titan after Keeper Crosby knocked him out of the park. But like, there you go. Like, there's so many that like you almost don't want to name them because you might leave someone out. Yeah. So uh, there it is. But look, what's good for the goose, good for the gander. Great to have Sean in there, and hopefully we'll have a load more follow. Exactly. So uh, shout out to Carmore and Richie Small competing this Friday as well, and on Saturday, Vittoria is taking Cannoneer in Vegas. So Ross, take us away, bud. Guys, thanks a million for everyone who has watched or listened on Spotify. Um, make sure to like, share, subscribe, smash, smash that subscribe button. You know you want to. And as always, stay, stay energized. Energize, show up the Irish. Been sussing you guys a couple of times. I've seen a couple of clips. I think you've done some interviews with Dylan Moran and that I, I, I saw. So keep going. Keep up the good work, guys.